As we get started today, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take a couple minutes right off the, right off the top. And I'm going to ask you to do something. And then I'm going to teach you how to do it afterwards. Okay? I know it doesn't make sense. So on one of the pieces of paper, this is what I want you to do. I want you to write down a prophetic word on that piece of paper. So we're going to take a moment. And I know you're, some of you are like, that's why I'm here. Because I, I, I don't know how to do that. It's okay. It's okay. Take a deep breath. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and that you would speak to each one of us and that you would share with us a prophetic word for somebody in this room. We are listening and we ask that you'd speak in Jesus' name. Now, I just want you to write down the, um, I'm going to call them the passing thoughts that come to you. And some of you might be a little bit more, um, I, I won't say skilled, uh, more used to flowing in the prophetic. And that's okay, so you're going to understand. But if you're new, just write down the, the, those kind of those first passing thoughts that come to your mind. I just want you to write them down. Nope. No. We are going to randomly distribute those cards at the end. And we're just fully relying on the Holy Spirit to speak to us and to, to guide how this, how this goes. And so I'm going to give you a couple moments. There's no, no pressure. Don't feel any pressure. Just one word, just like a, just a, just a prophetic word. Yeah, just a, a, a prophetic word, something that you're sensing that the Lord is speaking to you. And I'm not, I'm not going to put a lot of parameters on it. We're just, <clears throat> it's a little bit of an exercise at helping us hear the voice of the Lord and just let's just actively listening. Okay. All right, and feel free if you're like, I don't quite have anything yet, that's okay. Just keep that pen handy, and as you sense something as we go through this, then uh, you can jot that down. And then we'll do a little bit more activation um, at the end. So I've set an alarm on my phone for uh, 11.45, and we'll kind of wrap up the teaching end at that point, and then we'll spend about 15 minutes, and we'll activate what we've, what we've heard today. All right, I am so excited you're here. This is, has to be one of my most favorite things to teach people how to do. I have seen incredible things in teaching people how to hear and to declare the voice of the Lord, to hear God's voice and to prophesy that out over somebody else. So who, just as we get started, who would say that they know, like I, you would say, I know what God's voice sounds like to me. And it's okay if you don't, if you're not sure. All right. Um, more often than not, um, we need to get into the place where we understand and recognize God's voice and what he's saying to us. Who's given a prophetic word to somebody in the past? I'm just trying to get a sense of, okay, of where, uh, of where we, we all are um, in, in the prophetic. Helps me get a, a feel for everyone's prophetic journey. So what, what we're going to do today is I'm going to go over some of the basics of hearing God's voice I'm going to give a, 
a, a, a brief biblical framework for giving a prophetic word, and then we're going to spend some time at the end listening and, and giving prophetic words over, over one another. It's going to be fun. So right off the top, number one, God still speaks today. If you have ever heard anybody say that God stopped speaking when the scriptures were closed, that was the end of God speaking, that is, that's not, that is not true. Um, I, I'm going to go through some scriptures, and we don't have a, a, a ton of time uh, to read through them all, but some of them we'll, we'll read through. Because there, there are those that believe that God no longer speaks directly to us, but he only speaks to us through his word. Um, and it's true that we've got the written word of God, uh, and that is one of the ways that God speaks to us. But it's, it's not true that he no longer speaks to us as individuals. God wants to speak to you as an individual so that you would hear his voice for you and your specific situation, what you're going through, to encourage you, to strengthen you, and to comfort you. God is actually always speaking to us. We're just not always listening. In Psalms 139, verses 17 and 18, it's, David writes this. He says, How precious also are your thoughts for me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the sand. And when I, am awake, when I wake, I am still with you. And then again in Psalm 40 and verse 5, he writes, Many, Lord my God, are the wonders which you have done and your thoughts toward us. There is no one to compare with you. If I would declare and speak them, them are your thoughts, they would be too numerous to count. So God's thoughts towards you are more than you could possibly count. If you stand on the, on, on the sand at Ocean Beach and you look at all the grains of sand, how it's impossible to count them, those are the thoughts that God has towards you. They outnumber the grains of sand on the seashore. So God is always thinking about you. And it is possible to know those thoughts because David said, if I were to declare them, and if I'm going to declare something, then I have to know it, right? I have to be able to hear it before I can declare it. So it, he's inadvertently saying, you have many thoughts towards us. And if I, could, if, if, I, if I would declare them, they'd be too numerous to count. So we can hear, know, and declare the thoughts of God over our lives and we'll get, we'll get to this a little bit more later, but if I can hear God's voice for me, then I can hear God's voice for somebody else. There's no difference in, in, in me listening to what God has to say for me and then me spending time with someone and listening for what God might have to say to Luann. So why is it that we don't hear him? We don't always listen, right? Sometimes we're just not listening. We don't slow down to, to you know, um, I don't know if you realize this, but God doesn't always move at our pace. <laughs> we tend to move a lot faster than what God does. God, uh, generally speaking, is not in a hurry. He takes things nice and slow. And so sometimes we're just so busy that we don't slow down enough to take the time to quiet ourselves, to quiet our minds, to quiet our hearts and our souls, that we could put ourselves in a position to hear what he's saying. Sometimes we don't recognize his voice. We're, we're not sure. Like, is, is that God? Is that, is that me? Is that, is that the devil who's talking to me? So sometimes we miss what he's saying because we don't recognize his voice. So in the room, in this room right now, 
There, it, this room is filled with radio waves. We can't hear them, but they're here. But if we had the right tuner, the right equipment, we could tune into those frequencies and we could hear people talking and we could hear music being played, right? We could hear, you know, there'd be Spanish radio stations, there'd be talk radio, we could hear weather reports. But as we sit here right now, we can't hear any of these things because we don't have the right equipment and we're not tuned into the right frequency. When we're trying to hear God's voice, we just have to tune into the right frequency. And I'm here to encourage you to tell you, you already have the equipment. It comes pre-installed. It comes built in. You were created to hear God's voice. Just like you were created to have relationship with him. That's how we are hardwired. That's how we are built to hear his voice. And so we need to practice tuning into his voice, tuning into that right frequency. And I cannot understate how important it is for each one of us to be able to hear the voice of God, to recognize and understand the voice of God. I cannot, and I do not want to be, as the pastor of this church, I do not want to be the voice of God for you in your life. I can take what he says to me, and, and as, he, as he guides you know, our church and where we're going and the things that we should be teaching on and preaching on, and I can explain those things from the word. And there are times in personal ministry where, where we'll pray with one another and I will give prophetic words, but I cannot be the voice of God for your life. You have to be able to hear God for yourself. The prophetic is all about relationship and intimacy with God. That's what it's about. It's not about skill. We're not developing skills. We're developing a relationship. We're developing intimacy. In John chapter 10, verses 1 through 5, and then verse 14 and verse 16, Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, uh, the one who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. But the one who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To, hear, to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep listen to his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts all his own sheep outside, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. However, a stranger they simply will not follow but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of the stranger. Verse 14, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Verse 16, and I have other sheep, because he's speaking to the disciples, he's speaking to Jewish people. He says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. He's talking about us, right? He's talking about, he's talking about us. And I must bring them also. And he says, and they will listen to my voice and they will become one flock with one shepherd. We are the other sheep. We will listen to his voice. If I do not know the voice of my shepherd, Jesus, then I cannot follow him. And then I can be easily deceived. Some of this stuff is, this is, this is like laying the basic foundational framework for operating and functioning in the prophetic. But this doesn't just apply strictly to the prophetic. We have to be able to hear the voice of God so that we cannot, we will not be deceived by another voice. And sometimes it can be easily, we can be easily deceived if we're not used to listening to the voice of Jesus. See, when you, when you know the voice of Jesus, you only follow Jesus and you run away from strangers. See, this points to the relationship that we have to have with Jesus if we're going to cultivate the prophetic gifting in our lives. Like, I know the voice of Renee 
even if I can't see her, we're in a crowd, but I can hear her, I can find her, right? And I can just listen for her voice and be like, okay, it's, she's over here. And so in, in, in the midst of other voices, if all the voices are the same volume, I can pick out Renee's voice and I can hear. When she calls me, if I don't see, like, you know, if I don't have caller ID, but I answer the phone, if she just says, hello, I, I know it's Renee. We need to be so familiar with the voice of Jesus that when he says, good morning, we recognize his voice and we're listening to him. It's about relationship. Where Jesus is leading you as an individual, where Jesus is leading us as a church, we've never been there before. We don't know the way. And if we've never been there before and we don't know the way, it's key to listen to his voice so that we do not get lost. We want to stay in step with Jesus in every area of our lives, right? You want to stay in step with Jesus in your relationships, in your friendships, in your marriage. You want to stay in step with Jesus in your finances, in your prayer life, um, you know, as, as a parent, you know, as a, as a student going to high school. You want to be in step with Jesus. You want to hear his voice because he's taking you somewhere that you've never been before and we do not know the way. Hearing the voice of Jesus comes only from intimacy. It comes from spending time with him. It comes from developing that relationship with him. We know the Lord, we, we know the Lord and because we know him, we can hear his voice. Trying to navigate my spiritual journey with Jesus without intimacy is, um, is like trying to navigate the world being blind and deaf. I've got no, there's no way. I'm, I'm like groping about and I'm feeling about for the edges and for the walls. That's no way to, to navigate our, our physical world. We have to have that intimacy with Jesus, knowing his voice. The goal of, of prophecy is always relationship. So when you give a prophetic word to someone, the goal should be relationship, their relationship with God. It should, someone should never walk away from receiving a prophetic word from anyone feeling beaten down, feeling guilty, feeling condemned, maybe feeling exposed from things in, in their life. That's not a prophetic word from the Lord. Okay, it's, it, and we'll, we'll get there, but Paul writes, he says that the prophetic words should be strengthening, should be encouraging should be comforting. So if you're hearing something for someone and it's not strengthening, comforting, and encouraging, that's not God. Amen. And you don't, you don't share that, okay? That doesn't, now, now listen, that doesn't mean that a prophetic word can't be correcting because that correcting word can still come in love and it can still be encouraging and it could still be, you know, strengthening. But it's how, how we deliver that. So the question that we have is, are you making yourself available to God? Because operating in the prophetic isn't about ability, it's about availability. And am I available to the Lord? Am I listening? Am I, as I said earlier, quieting myself down so that I can hear his voice? So what would you say prevents you from hearing the voice of God? What kind of noise? Uh, all kinds. All kinds? That's okay. I get it. Noise? No? Godfrey? The enemy. The enemy? Okay. Sure. Sure. Stephen? Busyness. Busyness. Yeah. Uncle Fred? Yeah, well, that's kind of what I was going to say. 
Not spending enough time. Okay. I'll tell you, it just takes time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cassandra? Um, my own worries and thoughts. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, good uh, friends and friends. Okay, okay. Sometimes, um, sometimes what we feed ourselves, right? If, if, we, uh, if we are continually consuming the news, it's going to be difficult to hear, hear the voice of the Lord. Because the news is slanted, like it's not impartial. There, you know, um, I was I was reading a book the other day, and it was talking about the news. And they, the, you know, the the author said, "Listen, uh, news and news agencies—they are for-profit agencies. <laughs> they want to hook you. They want to get your attention. So there's there is a goal. It's not just disseminating information, but there's a bent to it. Whether the bent is left or right or whatever, it doesn't matter. But there's a bent to it because they want you to keep coming back. They want you to keep coming back, right? And so if I fill my stuff up with my my life up with just news, then I'm not going to be able to hear God's voice." Um, it's important that we give the appropriate value to the prophetic and to hearing the voice of God because what I value, I make time for, right? I value Renee and so I make time to be with her. I value my children so I make time to, to be with them and to text them and to call them. What we value, we will always make time for. Um, most of us have probably heard the story before of, of Moses. He's wandering the wilderness. He's, 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 you know, shepherding the sheep. And then out of the corner of his eye, he sees a bush that's burning. And he thinks to himself, well, that's strange. And the Bible says, he says, I should go and check it out. And so it says he turned aside. And when he turned aside to go investigate the burning bush, that's when he heard God's voice. But it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't as he's passing by burning bush, God starts speaking. He's, he's passing by, he sees the burning bush and he stops and he turns aside and he, he goes to investigate. Mm -hmm. God didn't speak until he turned. We have to make time and space to sit and quiet ourselves and listen for whatever the Lord might say. There's a story in John chapter 12 where Jesus is telling the disciples about his death. He's telling them what's to come. And in verse 28 and 29, uh, in that story, God the Father from heaven speaks audibly out loud. And it says this, Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name and I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder, while others declared that it was an angel that had spoken to Jesus. See, isn't it interesting? They all heard something, but they all didn't recognize what was being said, right? Some thought it was, oh, that's just a natural phenomenon. That's just thunder. And others thought, well, that was the voice of an angel. But it wasn't a voice of an angel. It was the voice of the Father. So we have to, um, we have to recognize it's not about how loudly God speaks. Sometimes we just want God to speak really loudly to us, but it's not really about how loudly God speaks, but about how open we are to hear him. So the second thing I want to say is not only is God always speaking, but you can hear and understand him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul, this is where we get a lot of our guidelines on, on the use of the prophetic. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And in verse 5 and then again 31, he makes these two statements. Paul says, Now I wish that you all spoke in tongues, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but rather that you would prophesy. Because he goes on to say that speaking in tongues glorifies and edifies yourself. It builds yourself up. But prophesying edifies and builds up somebody else. 
And then in verse 31, he's giving some, uh, some instructions to public meetings and, and, and what takes place. And then he says, hey, you can all prophesy, but just do it one at a time, not everybody all at the same time, because if everybody's prophesying all at the same time, nobody is understanding or hearing, and it's just chaos. But he says, you can all prophesy, just do it one by one. Everybody take their turn. It's important for us to all for us to understand that every one of us we can all prophesy. We can all grow in our prophetic gifting. It's just hearing and declaring God's voice. This is what the prophets of the Bible did. They heard the word of the Lord and then they spoke it out. So we read through, you know, mostly in the Old Testament, we've got a lot of, you know, the book of Isaiah, the book of Ezekiel, the book of Jeremiah. These are prophets of the Lord. They heard God's voice and they spoke it out loud. So it's, I, I want to make sure that you understand it's not reserved for special people. It's not just reserved for, you know, pastors or those who are in ministry. It's not reserved for whoever you might look at and think, okay, that person, that person's a prophet. Moving in the prophetic, prophesying is for everyone. We just need to learn how to discern the voice of the Lord. Wow. We need more time. We need more time. All right. I want to let you know. Uh, okay. First John four and, and verse one. John writes, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. God is not the only one that will speak to you. So it's important that we know and not only know, but we test the voice that we hear. So the question is, who's speaking? When we hear something, who is speaking to us? And we really, there's only, there's really only four options when we, when we hear something. Number one, it's, it's our spirit. It's us. It's the voice. It's, say, okay, it's the voice in my own head, right? Like, it's me speaking to me. Right? Our spirit person comes alive at the moment of salvation. When, when we accept Jesus into our life, inside, like our spirit man or our spirit woman instantly comes alive and can begin speaking to us. The second option, this is Holy Spirit. Right? This is where this is God whom we're building that intimate relationship with, and this is who we really want to hear. Number three, it's evil spirits. This could be the demonic, this could be Satan or, or, or what have you. Satan spoke to Jesus in the wilderness right? He, we, we, we read that story. And then there's also times when demonized people, as Jesus was dealing with them, that the demonized, the demons would speak through people. So evil spirits can speak to us. And then the fourth option is it's angels. Hebrews chapter one um, says the angels are sent to the heirs of salvation, which is us, to render help. And they will speak messages uh, from God to us, or they'll give us instruction. They, they, will, they will help us. And so when, when, we have, so when we hear something, we have to run it through that filter. Who's speaking? Is it us? Is it the Holy Spirit? Is it God? Is it the enemy? Or, or is it angels? So then the question then becomes, how do I know? Practice, practice, practice. We practice hearing and sharing that. Okay, so there's a, a few practical elements that I want you to keep in mind. Number one, in trying to understand, okay, who, discerning who's speaking to me, the enemy will never give you something good, positive, or true. It will either be a straight up lie or it will be a twisted truth. Okay. Um, John 8, 44, Jesus says, uh, speaking to the religious people, he says, you are of your father, the devil, um, and it is your will to practice the desires of your father. 
Uh, let me see. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks what is natural to him. And John 10.10 says the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? Number two, God will never contradict his word, his written word. He will never go against this. Okay? Um, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 says, For the word of God is living, active, full of power. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of soul and spirit, uh, joints and marrow, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of our heart. And 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for instruction, conviction, correction, and, and, and then it goes on. Okay? So God will never go against scripture. And then uh, the, third, the third thing is, and which I already mentioned, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 says, But the one who prophesies strengthens, encourages, and comforts. Okay, so when you when you run what you're hearing or sensing through those filters, you can determine, okay, it's well, that's that's um, that's not building up. That's not strengthening. That's not encouraging. I'm going to that's no, that's not the Lord. And so you begin to listen. Okay, that doesn't sound like the Lord. Right. Or that goes against scripture. I know that that's not true. He's saying like, yo, Jesus doesn't like that person. Okay. That goes against scripture. I know that that's not true. And so you, be, you begin practicing. Now you're starting to understand, okay, that voice didn't sound like the Lord and take a moment and, and, and think about how am I feeling? What, what am I sensing in my spirit? Right. And so a lot of this isn't just like in, in your, in your mind, you've got a, it's, it's in your spirit, what I would call like in your knower. So you have to discern what am I feeling? What did, that, what did that voice sound like inside of me, right? And then you start to be recognize, okay, that wasn't God. So now when I feel that or I sense that, I know that that's not the Lord. And you begin to kind of weed out those other voices, okay? So obviously, if it's the enemy speaking to you, that's nothing that you're going to share, right? But what do you do if it's, if it's you? Like if you're wrestling between, okay, this is a this doesn't go against scripture. This is a good thing. It's strengthening. It's comforting. It's encouraging. But I don't know if this is me or I don't know if it's the Lord. Does it matter? Does it really matter? If your heart is to build somebody up, to strengthen them and to encourage them, and you're sharing with them something that you're, that you're like, man, this is, this is what I feel. Well, maybe it is just you, but you're still wanting to encourage them, strengthen them, comfort them. It doesn't go against the word. It's not, it's not a mean or a hard-hearted thing. Just release that anyway, Amen. right? Instead of trying to wrestle so much through like, I don't know if that's God or I don't know if that's me. You know what? Just release that anyway. I was just saying because, you know, you're doing it out of love, you know, and God is love. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to... This is, mm. All right, I want to quickly just go through the ways that God speaks. And I won't, I won't unpack them all. I just want to, I want to go, th go through them quickly. So number one is the Bible. Number two is the still small voice. Okay, this is, th this is that, that gentle whisper. Many times when I say like, oh, I feel like, like God said, 
Like, I'm not actually, I've never actually heard the Lord out loud. And I know that there are people who have, I'm not one of them. But when I say like God said to me, it's that still small voice inside. That almost like a, like a, like it's like a passing thought. It's a random impression, right? Like this morning during the worship service, when I, when I said that, man, I feel like, like the Lord is, is present to heal. I just had this passing thought. I wasn't thinking about healing. I wasn't thinking about anything like that. I was just in worship. And then I just had this passing thought. The presence of God is here to heal. Okay, so that's that still small voice. There's dreams, right? God can speak to us in our dreams. That's, that's, a, that's a whole other class, you know, interpreting dreams. There's visions. This is something that you might see in your, in your mind, your imagination. And I want you to know, do not be afraid of your imagination, right? When, we, when, when Jesus comes into our life, he redeems our life, and he can redeem your imagination. And so we allow him to speak through the pictures that he gives us in our minds, um, and this can be like um, something in your mind's eye or it, it can be more like an open vision. An open vision would be like, I see you, but I also see something overlaid, like laid over top and I'm seeing almost like a movie played over top of you. And so I'm seeing the natural and the spiritual at the same time, okay? Um, then you have trances. Trance is like a vision, but then you're, you're like not aware of your surroundings. And I know that sounds like, okay, that sounds a little uh, new agey, um, but Acts chapter 10, verses 9 and 11, it says Peter fell into a trance, okay? So it is biblical, and it literally means to be out of your mind, so you're not aware of your surroundings and what's taking place. Angels, which we've talked about, um, and then there's also creation. God can speak to us through creation. Uh, it says in Romans chapter 1 that uh, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived, being understood by what has been made so they are without excuse. So nature, creation speaks to us. These are some of the more common ways. I usually like to put a little footnote on this and say like God can speak to you however he wants to because he's God. Right. And so but these are just some of the common ways. I mean, there's a story in, in, the, in the book of Daniel where a, a hand just appears and starts writing on a wall. Right. Like God can speak to you however he wants. There's another story of, you know, how, how God spoke to um, uh, Balaam through a donkey. Right. So if your dog starts to speak to you and it's an and it's in line with scripture, just sit up and take notice and start taking notes down. Right. So he can speak however he wants to. <laughs> Good. We're, we're not we're not going there and you maybe don't share with everybody that your dog started talking to you you know that's probably a good thing you can you can come and share it with me or some you know some some close trusted people we'll we'll walk we'll walk you through that so though that's really just the basics of hearing and declaring the voice the voice of god it's getting a little is it guys a little warm no okay we're good all right um so this is what I, this is what i'd like us to do um, I want you to find somebody that you don't know well and just sit with them, just one other person, okay? Um, and I know, listen, if, if you don't know people well and you're not an extrovert, 100% I understand this is terrifying. Um, I'm with you. I may seem like I'm an extrovert, outgoing person. I'm really not. So even when I go to conferences, this stuff terrifies me um, because I'd rather not talk to anybody. So just find someone that you don't know and just sit with them, okay? And once, once, you've, once you've done that, then, um, then I'm going to give you a little bit of instruction, and it's with that other card that you have that you haven't written anything down on. Yeah, you should have one blank card. Do you have a blank one? What's on this one? Okay, let me grab another one.
you have a blank card when you have a Okay, this is this what this is what we're gonna do. So we, we settle in and if there's if there's an odd number and we need three in a group, that, that's that's fine as well. But just make sure you're sitting with someone that you don't know well. I'm not gonna force anybody, absolutely. If you just wanna watch, totally. Yeah. All right. Keep the introductions down in the back. Sit down. Sit down. I don't want you to get to know them too well. Okay, this, 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 is what I, this is what I want you to do, okay? I want one at a time, okay? I want, I want one person to, uh, to sit and you, you're, gonna receive a, you're gonna receive a prophetic word, okay? And so I want you, so if it was Megan and Tina, like Megan, I just want you to sit and, uh, and Tina's gonna take a moment and Tina's just gonna, gonna sit, so you both are just gonna be quiet. Right, because you're you're both listening, and Tina's listening for the voice of the Lord, something that she might think that the Lord is saying, and then I just want you to write it down on the write it down on the card for Megan. Megan. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then when when you're done, then Megan's going to do the same thing. You're just going to sit, and we're we're I'm going to pray in a moment. I'm going to again ask the Lord to speak to us, and just write what you're hearing down on that card, okay? And then we're you're going to give them the card, okay? And then this is probably the most terrifying part. Read the card before you go, before you get up, and then give them feedback, okay? So if, if you know, if, if, um, if Megan gives a card to Tina and Tina reads this, right, the feedback could be like, man, that, that really means something to me. I understand, like, yes, God, I, like, I recognize God's voice in this, right? Or it could be, no, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't apply to me, okay? And which, which is okay, this, we, like, we are practicing. This is the practice field. If you're wrong, there's no, oh man, I got it wrong. What we're celebrating today is the risk. You're, you're putting yourself out there and saying, okay, God, I want to hear your voice. Okay, does that make sense? So there is no pressure to make sure that you're not, that you're, you're not wrong. This is not the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, if you gave a wrong prophetic word, they just killed you. Right? Yeah, it's, it's no big deal. Right? <laughs> In the New Testament, we don't do that. We practice, right, until, until we get it right, because we're learning to hear the Lord's voice, okay? Just hold on to that one for now. All right, so close your eyes. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and to speak to us. Help us to hear your voice. So tune our ears to what it is that you're saying to us, as we take the risk and step out and practice hearing and declaring your voice. In Jesus' name.